Hello, everyone. I am very grateful to be here with you. This is Andrew Gomison with the Speaking for Him podcast, and we are here for another great weekend broadcast. Before we begin, though, I want to just say a few words of a personal nature. Um, a few weeks ago, we did a podcast on the issue of suffering, and sometimes we don't know how practical or how prophetic our broadcast will be. But then a week ago, Friday, I had to go to one of the most difficult funerals I've ever gone to. Uh, a friend of mine who has been a family friend for many years died in a car deer accident uh, at the age of 32, leaving behind three children and her husband. And for, for security reasons, I wanted to protect their identity, but I would just ask that you would pray for them. And just know that they are glorifying the Lord through this, and God is still good no matter what. So that being said, I'll be right back with today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Today on the Speaking for Him podcast, we are going to talk about a very important subject. Uh, we're going. The podcast is titled Matters of the Heart. And in order to introduce this podcast, I want to ask a simple question. Should we follow our hearts? Um, this is something that we're, we, are, uh, we talk a lot about. Um, it's, it's talked about in movies as a good thing. And usually when we're talking about it, we mean it as a good thing. But I want you to take a listen to this video. Um, this is a video of Lisa Walcho, who some of you may know was on the television series, The Facts of Life, and she later became a, a prolific Christian speaker and author. And I think you'll see after you listen to the video why I bring this up. But let's give it a listen, and then I will respond. In your autobiography about being Blair on The Facts of Life, you talk about your relationship with the man you married. And one of the things that struck me was, and you wrote about it, so it's okay to talk oh, yeah. about it, right? Mm -hmm. All right. One of the things that struck me is how you ended up getting married. And here's what I took from the book, and you tell me if I have it right. You were in love with a guy. He was Jewish. You decided it's just not going to work. Faith-wise, it's not going to work. He goes away. There's another guy in your life, but you're not really attracted to him, which you say in the book. It wasn't really a romantic relationship, and yet things kept progressing, and he kept kind of urging and asking and putting you in situations. Before you know it, you find yourself at a mall, at a jewelry store, looking for a wedding ring, which you're certain they won't have because you've drawn it. You know exactly what you want, right, so far? Right, exactly, yes, and it's there. And it's, it's not like I can say, no, it's not quite like that because I've drawn it. And, and So the woman pulls it out. And it's the ring. And that, along with what I think you said in the book, was you felt God was saying, look, I'm giving you a sign. Take it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't have any regrets as far as marrying Steve. I'm so very grateful. And that's where I was at that time. And we were, we were friends. And I, I thought I was, I thought if God is bigger than me, and all these different situations are happening, then I would rather trust God than trust my own heart. Wow. Since then, i Hold I've, on. Okay. What? Wow. 
So, so let's just let that sit for a second. You would rather trust God than your heart. That is a big dilemma because you're basically saying trust God over my gut, right? Yes. Now, as the marriage continued, you were married for, you're just recently divorced. Yes, it'll be, it would have been 24 years. Okay, so two decades. Were there times during that where you wondered or did you stay, were you steadfast in believing God knows, even though my heart doesn't, God does? I had to shut my heart off more and more in order to stay. And why did you stay? I stayed because I had made a commitment. I stayed for my children. I stayed for, um, I thought it was the right thing to do. Do you have, this is a loaded question because you have a family that you adore, but do you second guess the God versus heart decision? Would you make that same decision now with your wisdom? What's very um, paradoxical about this is I would not make the same decision now as I did then because I, I have changed and I have grown and I realized that if I'm listening to God, I can listen to my heart and that mm. God's mostly going to speak to me through my heart. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, basically, what Lisa is saying in this video is that if she had listened to her heart um, she, or that she was listening to her heart when she divorced her husband of 24 years. And to me, this was a big deal because the, she wrote a book called The Facts of Life and Other Lessons My Father Taught Me, talking mostly about her father in heaven. And I liked it so much that I bought several copies to give away to friends and family uh, because it was just such an uplifting book that I thought that others needed to hear it and needed to read the words. And it just feels like a lot of her credibility is going out the window with this decision to divorce her husband of 24 years. Now, of course, there's two sides to every story and we don't know all the details, but I thought it was fairly significant that she said, um, that if she had followed her heart, that she wouldn't have married him. And by following her heart, I think by implication, she was saying, following my heart, I got out of this marriage. And I know a lot of times when we think about following our hearts, it is painted in a positive perspective and a positive light. And usually we mean it in a positive way. Usually when we're talking about following God or following what what would be the best way. But I think it's important to notice some things about the heart. Um, the first point I want to make is that God says the heart of man is desperately wicked. It says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Um, and the second thing I want to mention is no one seeks after God. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So if no one seeks after God, if our hearts are naturally wicked, then we need to be careful about 
what we're what we mean and and what we're saying and think through what we mean when we're saying follow your heart uh because apart from Christ we don't really have much to follow um except possibly the potential for going the wrong way Adam do you have any thoughts on these first couple points uh, I I do and, and thank you again for having me I always always appreciate it uh that's very true about how you hear that a lot in marriages or relationships when they get really serious about, uh, oh, well, I'm following my heart. You know, my heart's saying to follow to follow this guy and, and to marry this guy. This, this guy's meant to be. And then you see them kind of get divorced within 10 or 15 years. And it's very interesting with that verse saying how, uh, you know, no one seeks after God and kind of his will right there. I think what happens a lot of times is sometimes following our hearts can really turn into uh, following like emotions or feelings and and not that you know God didn't put those there for a good reason, but I think in our own human understanding and knowledge, we get that confused, which can lead us away from the path that God wants us to go on so that was a that was a very interesting point of what she was saying in the interview too about following her heart well and the and the next point I want to make is. We, it's very dangerous to follow your heart because if you look at what God says about the heart, and we'll look at a few more passages here, you'll find that many times God is saying to us, lead your heart. Mm-hmm. God is saying to us, take specific actions to make sure that your heart lines up with me. It's something that we have to work at. So it's not something where I can just on a whim follow my heart because my heart, as we already discussed, is evil. So if I'm following it, then I'm going to get off track. This is some of the things that God says about the actions we need to take uh, regarding our hearts. It says in Proverbs 4.23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 6.20-22 says, My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. And then, in Proverbs twenty-three seventeen, Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. There's nothing in these verses about following your heart. As a matter of fact, these verses seem to indicate the exact opposite. To do the other thing. That we need to lead our heart toward God with the help of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs, in Psalms 37, when it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean that if I want a Maserati really <laughs> bad, he'll give it to me because that's the desire of my heart. Mm-hmm. What it means is that God... And he says it this way in the Old Testament, that he will remove our heart of stone and put it in a heart of flesh. When God gets a hold of our hearts, he changes our hearts and he attunes them to himself as we yield to him. So when we talk about um, following our heart, then we need to make sure that we realize that that can be dangerous because without God, our heart can lead us into trouble. And then the final point I want to make is sometimes our heart is dead wrong. I want to bring up this story from 1 Chronicles 17. It is David expressing a desire um, to build the temple of God. 
And here's what it says. Then Nathan said unto David, Do all that is in thine heart, for God is with thee. And it came to pass that same night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell David my servant. Thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not build me a house to dwell in, and it shall come to pass, when thy days be expired, that thou must go to be with thy fathers, that I will raise up thy seed after thee, which shall be of thy sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build me an house, and I will establish his throne forever. First Chronicles 17, 2-4, and 11-12 Nathan said to David, Do all that's in your heart. Nathan knew that David was a man after God's own heart, and so he had faith to believe that if David wanted to build this house for the Lord, how could it be wrong? Mm-hmm. And, but God comes back to Nathan and says, Wait a minute. I don't want this to happen. David has shed innocent blood. David has shed too much blood to be um, to be charged with building my temple. So David got it ready, and Solomon built it. So just because something seems good, even, doesn't mean that it is God's will for us to do. And I just think God hates divorce. And God's will for our lives is never going to go against his guidelines for our lives. So when we talk about following our hearts, if what we're being tempted or persuaded to do is going against Scripture, then we need to really evaluate it and say, is this scriptural? And if it's not, then we need to put the brakes on our hearts and give it over to God and say, God, it's it's yours and I need to be following you in this matter. So I just want to admonish and caution people when they're talking about following their hearts that they need to follow God's heart, and he will lead them. It, yeah, I was just going to say real quick, Andrew, too, that uh, that can, for uh, you know many people, be a, a tough thing to do because you got to go out of your comfort zone because if you have the desires of your own hearts, the, the pleasures, all of that, you're kind of used to it because it's you, but it, it's so amazing in a beautiful way to know and trust that God's way is better than any way we come up with. So it's so worth it to do. Yes, it is definitely. And I just want to give video credit to the Steve Probst show and AOL.com for that video. And I just want to leave you um, and encourage you to follow God's heart with all of your heart and seek him. And as you go into this weekend, Keep serving the best of masters. Happy Friday.